It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jutaris here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, the power, the man, the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malik. And back with us again. Missed the last two, but don't worry. He's back. The Rock, the Foundation himself, video producer Greg. He's here. We're going to break this. We're going to preview this upcoming Jets game against the Detroit Lions. A lot of discussions right now about the Lions and the Jets. Whether who's going to be a playoff team, who's going to be on the outs. Very interesting conversations around the around the league right now. And we're going to get into some of that today. But before we break into these discussions, see how everyone's doing. You know, you all know the drill. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube. Also, if you listen to this podcast on any audio listening platform, make sure to subscribe. Give us that five-star rating. Let's get into this. John, Greg, how you fellas doing today? Good, man. Doing really good. Happy to be back. Happy to see all the people fi- finally getting around on the C.J. Mosley train. Like, I've been oh for two goodness. years taking bullets, fighting. First, it was Russell Wilson. Stinks. Now, it's C.J. Mosley. Stinks. People are finally coming around on it. I really do feel like I, I wasn't on for the breakdown. This is, such a, this is such a drastic fall. For, man has probably one of the worst plays in his NFL career, and now he just... We we just wiped the entire resume clean. He yeah, now that, stinks. that one What's... interception everyone was screaming about. Look at how good he is. He has one interception on the season. Yeah, that gets wiped away. He also wow. sa- he, he he saved that last drive too, and he, he had also... and he and he had that huge that huge pass deflection which he admitted after thankful. he had no idea that was coming. But go ahead, keep going. <laughs> I am thankful that Greg was not a professor or a teacher because the grades this man would give is harsh. <laughs> Yeah. Go on, Greg. What's here? What's, also, what's here else? I don't know. I'm trying to remember when Q Will got hurt. I can't remember exactly when that was. I hope it wasn't late in the second quarter. But it was about. Was it because we were still on the field because of that penalty? I hope not. I'm trying to piece that together. I'll have to go back and do a little deep. <laughs> wow, then I really hate man. CJ. This is but. this is we're stretching this thing out like Tom Thibodeau killing all of his players for all the injuries. <laughs> here we go. Sort of on a. Negative note here. This is Let's get it all out now. Let's <laughs> yeah. get all positive because this Detroit team is looking good. They've been playing really well. Our defense has been playing really well. And, dude, to me, it really comes down to the injury report. John and I talked about it on Winning Picks Weekly. Go check that episode out. Um, I really am worried about this week, guys, just because of how injured we've been. Not just how injured we got last week with some of these key injuries, but how in, they just they, they keep piling up for us. And we've lost so many key players to the point where backup players were in or second string guys were, were being put in first string roles. Michael Carter, for example, Joe Flacco came in and they had critical mistakes that cost us that game. So it's concerning to me if we have these guys starting for us or coming in to fill up. You know, Mike White's banged up, even though he's going to be hopefully starting for us on Sunday. I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous that it's going to catch up to us. So 
All right. All right. So Greg's feeling feel negative and he's feeling nervous. I'm feeling great right now. The Rangers are finally starting to pick it up. The Knicks haven't lost in a couple of weeks. The True. Yankees are just signed Rodon. Like, things are good right now in my world. And to be honest with you, the Jets playoff starts this week. Alex, you mentioned it at the top. The Lions and the Jets game means so much to the entire league. The entire NFC and the entire AFC is watching this game, uh, rooting for the other side uh, for, for playoff purposes. This is such a good spot for the Jets. So I'm feeling good, man. This Lions defense absolutely stinks. I think that nobody's going to touch Mike White. Maybe Hutchinson might sack him once or twice, but I don't think it's going to be a, a Matt Milano coming down the middle, like gold beer spearing him into the ground. I don't think any of that's happening. I also think he might uh, fall down after last week. I think he proved this point. I think if somebody's yeah. coming at him, like, I dude, think we he, get it. Yeah, I think I think you get uh Peyton Manning uh sack once or twice if, if if it's really coming down like that. But I don't really expect that. Lions stink on defense, they give up a ton of points. And listen, it's the age old question. High powered offense versus a gritty defense. Who's gonna win? And more times than not, it's the defense, it's the ground and pound. Uh, I, I mentioned that I wouldn't pick Sweek a little bit also, uh, but the Rex Ryan, Nick Mangold, Mark Sanchez podcast, go listen to that. It's 45 minutes of straight goodness to your ear. Just like casually talking about uh, just like random stories back when they were playing together. It, it, it was such a good time, but just the ground and pound. And he's like making fun of Mark Sanchez the whole time. You, you, you'll get, you get a good kick out of it. Uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, Rocking the Rex Ryan shirt on right now, bro. Got my check it out on the YouTube. Yeah, man. Make sure to go to the YouTube. How you doing, Alex? Knicks are on a five-game winning streak. Hell yeah. (laughs) Chicago Bulls again. You know, I got them on a seven-game winning streak. I predicted seven-game winning streak. It's gonna be eight now because Steph Curry's hurt. No Steph Curry. Holy cow, bro. It's like hurting all up for this. He's out for weeks with a shoulder. And there goes the Warriors. The season. <laughs> and I was worried about AD. I was worried about AD getting hurt on my team. He's been stellar. It's Steph that I have to be worried about. Is that for a couple weeks with the shoulder and the Warriors think on the road, man? Let's go. Let's, Let's go see Knicks. what happens. So good stuff for the Knicks. Good stuff for the Yankees. Jets right now. I mean, it's it, we're we're coming off of a a rough loss. I'm still thinking about Joe Flacco in the pocket and just ruining two Aww. drives for us, man. It's just. <laughs> Just seeing the statue out there, but we won't go into that. But this is a big key game for the Jets. I still think the Jets are the better team in this matchup. But hey, damn right. Any given Sunday, but I still think they're the best team in this in this matchup. I get that. But I'm going there cautiously optimistic. They got to handle their business. They got to bounce back after two brutal weeks, man. Two, well, very close game against the Vikings. Bills was another close game too, but it felt We're right it felt, there with the big felt, boys. It felt bro. much farther though. I know it, it felt so much farther than it did than we when playing the Vikings. I don't know why, bro, but it just did. We really played good. with the big boys, Alex. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're these are these are the top of the uh, of the AFC. Maybe the Bills might get the bye, and if the Eagles were hit, you know, didn't have one damn loss, the Vikings would be fighting for the bye on the other side. I mean, we're, and we're we're fighting with these guys. It's the, the Jets have to make the playoffs because they're a team to be reckoned with. 
in January. And I mean, I'm not going to say February, but <laughs> if it did come to that, I guess February, but really January in the cold is really where they are to be reckoned with. And man, it would line up at this point, like just, just like an outside look. If the Jets sneak in here at the seventh spot, which I expect them to, it's going to end up being going to Buffalo and then going to Kansas City or going to Kansas City, then going to Buffalo. No matter how you want to roll the dice, <laughs> like it's rigged. We're getting Buffalo and we're getting Kansas City. This depends on the order here. And so what you just mentioned with the Vikings and the Bills, especially the Bills, I think we can match up with these teams. I think we just got to get to the dance. But it all starts with this week, man. It all starts with the Detroit Lions at home. And Greg's nervous, Alex. Greg's nervous over here. He's anxious. He's anxious like like, like in Analyze This. <laughs> and I'm not anxious about this game because our weakness, which is our offense, objectively speaking, is against their complete weakness, which is their defense. And then on the other side, their strength, which is their offensive line, is going against our stout defense. Like, Jameson Williams is great. Amonte uh, Brown is great. Josh Reynolds is great. Uh, Jamal Williams is great. DeAndre yeah. Swift is great. I get that. But we have a stellar defense. You know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- that That's, like, the confidence I'm walking in. If Q Will is there, I'm not even batting an eye. I'm not worried about Jared Goff. Outside at MetLife Stadium versus Quinton Williams, I don't care who they're who's on their offensive line. So it just it just really depends. <laughs> I'm not feel I'm not feeling anxious. Are you, Alex? Not anxious, man. I said, like I said, I'm going in this game cautiously optimistic. And I think what it comes down to for this game, though, is are we going to have a healthy Mike White? Are we going to have Q Will back? The you know. Is Brown, is Font healthy to go? Like, these are the questions that I'm looking at right now. You know, we're going to have Corey Davis. Like, if we have a full, healthy team, I could be more confident going to this matchup. But if we're missing guys, especially Q Will, man, like, honestly, Mike White and Q Will are the two big factors for this game for me. But if we're missing either one of those guys, I'm going to be, I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be nervous. We're not missing Mike White, but uh, Greg is a dog. <laughs> Greg, Greg, let's talk about the injury report here. Uh, let's talk before we get into that. We have some, I guess, st- depth chart uh, updates where Zach Wilson is now the official number two. Alex, you no longer have to think about Joe Flacco. You'll never have to think about Joe Flacco. He's never, ever, ever going to play another snap with the New York Jets ever again. It's over. Zach Wilson is the official number two. He uh, he had some. He, he now he has to officially get back to the podium, right? He's been avoiding them. Uh, there was a little report by Rosenblatt uh, in the in the Athletic mentioned that uh, a Bills reporter like kind of went to Zach Wilson because they were all uh, next to Bam Knight and they're right next to each other. Uh, and then, like, he, like, kind of looked at him, and the Bills reporter asked Zach Wilson if he had a second. <laughs> and Zach Wilson like, kind of, like, laughed. He's like, nah, man, I think we're doing that. And Rosenblatt's like, no one's talked to him for, like, a month. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, that was just funny to me. Cause, like, so, um, that uh, he, he's back in the spotlight. He handled he handled the, the press conferences like, as well as you can, I guess. He's talking about how he learned uh, about his position playing against the best defense 
in practice because he's on the scout team, which means he's going against our number ones. Yeah, fine. I thought you were going up as the number ones the whole time. I, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> Regardless, I, it, it, I'm happy about the prospect of Zach Wilson being there as a backup if Mike White were to go down and he were to be injured with the ribs. However, Mike White better start this game. 100%. But, yeah, but if he comes in, I'm cool with it. He he better not turn the ball over, but I'm not expecting much, but I'm I'm optimistic, I guess. If he comes in, he uh, the thing is like it just depends on what's going on in the in the game, right? Like when Flacco came in, I was excited. I was like, "Yo, this is it's a good spot." You know what I'm saying? Like, like I hope he just does something right here. You know what I mean? I was excited, and then he just, you know, he just bubbled the bag. Then he did Joe Flacco things. Yeah, so you know, yeah, yeah. So he 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 uh, he blew that up. So it really is it really is impressive for how, and I hate having to bring this guy up, but Joe Flacco is not that much like there's not much age difference between him and Brady, yet it's just completely night and day. And I'm like, what, Joe Flacco? What are you doing? In the offseason. That's all I'm asking. What are you doing? He clearly doesn't want to play, dude. He clearly doesn't want to play. But, Greg, what do you think about Mike White? Uh, do you think he's going to be healthy this week? Do you think he's going to be in this game? How do you I think, think about Zach Wilson as a number two? Yeah, also. I think he's going to be healthy. I mean, I think he's going to be healthy enough to start. I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough to finish. You know, ribs are a funny thing. Like, if 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 they if they hurt you, they hurt you. It's tough to play any. It's tough. It's tough to do anything. Never mind play football with hurt ribs, cracked ribs, broken ribs, whatever it might be. So, you know, I think he's going to definitely start. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to play because I do think this this Lions D line is better than I think most people think. Like Aiden Hutchinson is very good. They got a couple other guys there that have been, have been having a pretty good season because so much focus is on Hutchinson. So. You know, it's really a matchup of, I think our offense can take advantage of their defense. Their defense isn't very good. So I think if Mike White plays, Mike White should do fine. I think Zach Wilson would be okay if he comes in as a backup. To your guys' point, kind of on what's the situation going to be? Are we down three touchdowns and Zach Wilson has to throw a ton? That's a problem. 17-3. Is it, yeah, is it a close game? Yeah, 17-3 coming in, that's a problem. If it's a close game... And he has to make a couple throws. I think he can do it. It's tough because we're going to be at MetLife in the elements, and that was the excuse last time. But, you know, I think this Lions team in the cold, on the road, outside, not in the dome that they're used to, I, I think they're susceptible. So I'm just really worried about, for some reason, I'm really worried about this offense, even though our defense has been stellar, just because it really comes down to me to Q Will. I'm not too worried about the quarterback position. I think the quarterback and the offense is going to be fine no matter who it is, whether it's Mike Wade or Zach Wilson. I'm more concerned about this defense. Yeah. Our defense? Yeah. If Q Will's not in, then, like, well, like they were just able to gash us in the second half last game. And, John, you talk about it all winning picks weekly. Like, Jamal Adams or Jamal Williams leads the league <laughs> in rushing touchdowns. Like, these teams can run the ball. They're top 10 in passing, but also top 10 in rushing. I think they have the third most rushing touchdowns in the NFL, and we know Jared Goff ain't running them in, so they got two good running backs there with Swift and Williams. So, you know, I'm just I'm concerned about this how this defense looks without Q. Will. It's crazy to say, but he really has been like a top five, top ten defensive lineman. Definitely a top five interior defensive lineman this year. That's mm-hmm. a huge piece to miss. Yeah, and you see, like without Q. Will, as you pointed out, Greg, how just 
four that defense ran in the stick after he left. Yeah, man. it was very tough. <laughs> and, yes, Mosley. and yes, <laughs> and yes, we could say it's the Buffalo Bills are at the top, but you guys also noted like we're going against a good run game. Goff has been playing really well getting to his getting to his wide receivers as well. And when you have a dynamic offense like the Lions, you need to get that pass rush. You need to get that run stop. And Q Will has been that force this entire season. So losing him, that's why I said at the beginning, like having not having Mike White, who's been more instrumental to this offense than Zach Wilson. And if you're not going to have Q Will, who's been one of the big key components for this defense, like, yeah, Sauce Gardner has been doing great, you know, in, in his matchups. But if you're getting pressure on the quarterback, that also helps too, where you don't have to, you know, either he's going to, there's going to be deflections at the line, sacks, pressures. That also helps, you know, everybody else. That's why everything like in football is called, it's the ultimate team sport because every single piece of what everyone else does impacts another position. So having Q will ready for this game, hopefully he's good to go is going to be a big difference maker. Cause you know, Jared Goff's not going to be that guy. Like if he sees Q will coming up the middle, <laughs> he's going to be terrified. So, yeah. so he's 50, 50. Uh, you mentioned Fant. He's he's limited. He looks like he's going to play. Dwayne Brown limited. Looks like he's going to play. They were just on their veterans rest as usual. Again, Mike White practice. He's limited. Looks like he's going to play. Michael Clemens out last dog. week with the flu. <laughs> Mike, speaking of dogs, Clemens, full full participant. So he's good to go. Uh, but I guess he gave the flu to John Franklin Myers, <clears throat> who missed Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday. So he's good to go. And then on the other side, we have Corey Davis, another guy you mentioned, concussion. Salah said he's going to be back. Echoes is going to be out. I think we're going to be fine without him. Um, more of a special teams deal, I think. Yeah. Maybe some depth, but we're looking healthy, Greg. Uh, listen, I know they have the best O-line in the league, but something about Jared Goff in 30-degree weather just, I, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. However, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. And see, this is a C.J. Mosley game. He has to get those tackles. Um, Williams has to get those tackles. It, it, I understand why you're nervous. I do like the over in this game, which doesn't bode well for saying right, it has to be a defensive type of game. <laughs> um, let me ask you guys this. With the four games coming up, Let's split it up two and two. Uh, we got the two games at home. We got the Lions in Jacksonville. And then after that, we have at Seattle and then at Miami. Are these two must wins? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, lo- the Lions 100%. are for sure. You can't, you're, you're, because you look at Seattle, Seattle's competing as well. Detroit, I mean... They're six and seven, you know, they're still on the hunt. They're still in the hunt, but this is more of a doable game in my opinion than having to go out into Seattle. Although I do think the Jets could beat the Seahawks. This game, Jaguars, definitely like you got to bounce back strong. You can't, there's, there's little room for error now. Coach Sala said it, you know, he's not. Uh, he's not trying to wish for other losses and, and trying to do that. He wants to control. He wants the team to be in control of their own destiny. 
So in controlling your own destiny means you're going out winning these last four games going into the playoffs. That's that's controlling your own destiny. I think that's a great mindset for him to have and to put on to the to the rest of the team. But you can't. There's there's no there's no way you can lose this game, and then because then the game that I'm more concerned about is Miami, because that te- that offense can just be explosive, you know. Like even without, um, even without Tua, there were moments where they could be explosive. I know the Jets ran away with it, but there were moments where like, come on now, like, whoo. So yeah, definitely got to win this one. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so too. I mean, I think it's I think it's the toughest of the three games between the Lions, the Seahawks, and Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville has been quote unquote like hot the last couple of weeks, but they're the they're Jacksonville. I mean, they go up and down, they seesaw. So yeah, they had a good game last week, but people forget the week before when they sucked. Um the Seahawks kind of have been falling apart. They were, I think they're kind of on a little bit of a similar trajectory as us. They they obviously weren't as good as us to in the in the middle of the beginning parts of the season and get as many wins as we did. But they were kind of a surprising team that played really well in the first half of the season. And then over the last three or four weeks, they've kind of been falling apart a little bit. And I mean, frankly, we have two. I mean, we're one in three over our last four games, and we're at home in a pick'em against the Detroit Lions. Like, that's not a good sentence for a team that's trying to make a playoffs. It is weird. It is weird that it's a pick'em, but kind of for both sides, I feel like. For us, I feel like that's so weird that the Lions at home is now a pick'em. That's supposed to be one of our only favored games in a while, right? These two coming up. But then for the Lions, they're like, dude, we're the, we're like the top team in the league. You know what I mean? This team, talking about the Jets, hasn't scored a, a touchdown in the first quarter in weeks. Uh, what are we talking about here? So yeah. it, it uh, that's why I, th- I think I think it's going to be one of the best matchups in the whole league. And that's what it's gonna that, that's what it's gonna take for us to to do anything here. It's gonna take us actually finally scoring in the first drive of the game, second drive of the game, first half. End the first half well, not give up points with penalties at the end of the first half. It's happened for every loss, every single loss. That is the common denominator. We gave up a penalty-driven points at the end of the first half. It's disgusting. And, like, that has to stop. We have we might have our work cut out for us. There, There is the flu going through the Lions where Hutchinson hasn't practiced yet with the illness. Mike Hughes, the cornerback, hasn't practiced with illness. Um, their fullback is uh hasn't practiced with an ankle. He was actually limited, then he didn't practice, which is actually worse. Mm. Uh Michael Brockers, their defensive tackle illness. And a couple other guys, Derek Barnes, outside linebacker, didn't practice with a knee. Uh Oasika, offensive tackle, didn't practice with an ankle. It's a must win. The Jets don't win this game. We're gonna start talking about how the Jets need help. And honestly, if we can't beat the Lions at home, I know we're going to start talking. We're going to talk ourselves into how the Lions are actually good this year. And maybe it's not the same old Detroit. But, yeah, if we lose to the Lions, I don't think we really deserve the playoffs. So, <laughs> we're going to – we're going to – I kind of agree with you guys. These next two are must wins. And then we can start talking about the Seahawks in Miami. But we got to go 2-0. Two games, nine days. Thursday night, freezing cold. The Jacksonville Jaguars better get smacked. Like that better be that better be a an easy Jets win. A prime time, we better show out for the world. 
this game is big, man. This yeah. game, the football heads are watching. Teams are watching. Everyone needs their perspective conference team to lose. Yeah, and I'm hoping by the time Miami rolls around that Q Will is healthy enough that I'm not worried about him. Like, even if he plays, he's still not 100%. So that concerns me a little bit. So, yeah, I just – I think right now it's it's the Detroit Lions is the tough – really the toughest game on the schedule because they've been playing so hot, they've been looking so good, and it means so much. I mean, the Lions are one game out of being in the playoffs in the NFC. For sure, for sure. Uh, let me ask you these. Let me ask you both of you, since you guys uh, host Winning Picks Weekly, the spread right now. And maybe you guys can give a little teaser for for people on this show to to check out Winning Picks Weekly. But the line right now is one and a half for this game, and the over under is forty five and a half. How you guys feel? I mean, I like the Lions on winning picks weekly because I'm so nervous about the injuries that we have. What is happening on this show? <laughs> Dude, I'm down on the Jets, man. We haven't been playing good. I I like the over, but it's just because we're because the Q will be an out. Like, I think the Lions can score 20-something points on us because they don't have to worry about rush up the middle. Jared Goff's going to have time. To John's point earlier in the episode, they have four good weapons to catch the ball out of the backfield if you count Swift as a pass catcher because he's good out of the backfield catching the ball. Which is our kryptonite. Yeah, they just and they just have three good receivers. It's tough, man. And I'm just I'm just not sure. I just don't know if Mike White can go a whole game. And if Mike White can't go a whole game, is how, what's Zach Wilson gonna do? You know, I think he I don't <laughs> think he's gonna be able to come down and win a game if we're down 14 points. I think he's gonna yeah. he's gonna need a lead. Or have it be close and just have a 50-50 ball bounce our way. But that hasn't happened lately. John, please save me. Please tell me you went the other way, the opposite way of Greg on the show. What's what, what give the listeners? Of course, man. I, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely with him on the over, uh, but not for the reasons that he said, because of Q Will being out. I think because the Jets are gonna put up points on this Lions team. Uh I, I really do. I think the Jets are gonna put up 30, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think the Jets are going to win this game. We're going to humble the Lions. Again, it's a great defense versus good offense. You can call it a great offense if you want. You want to put them on par. I think they're a little less, uh, but it doesn't matter. Um, if I put them on par, I still think the Jets would have the upper hand here. The whole deal is, is Mike White healthy? I think Mike White's perfectly healthy. I know that sounds crazy, uh, but the, he's going to get his shot before his game as long as it doesn't uh, to Rod Taylor. Uh, and and do something weird with the shot pregame. I'm good with it. I think he's going to be fine. He's going to wear that rib cage thing now. No one's gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna now protect him. You know what I'm saying? It's he. He's going to be fine. I think we're going to run the ball. I do. We haven't mentioned it this entire episode, but Bam Knight, man, Bam Knight, the tenth rookie of the week to the Jets out of 15 weeks. This is unbelievable. At 14 weeks. It's unbelievable, man. Sucks for James Robinson. He's not going to get those, you know, those touches that he wanted. The Jets are going to end up losing a sixth round pick instead of a fifth, which is fine, I guess. It's like a flyer. Didn't work out. But, yo, I think we're going to control this game from the beginning to the end. I think the Jets are going to win from, from the kickoff. Even if it doesn't matter if we get the coin or not, if we get the ball first or not. 
I think we're gonna go from kickoff to to the end. I think we're gonna. I, I'll give you a score too. I think we're gonna win thirty to seventeen. Woo, wee, and it's gonna be seventeen three at half. Let's go. <laughs> seventeen three at half. The the elusive seventeen three that John's been looking for this entire season. Greg, what it's do you been got? here. It's been it's here. Close. It's just never on our side. <laughs> it's close, man. We're the really Jets, is. obviously, not for us, man. Come on now. It's close. Right, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I think the Lions are going to win this one, unfortunately, just because I'm nervous about this Jets defense and this Jets, these injuries, man. Um, I think it's more like 24-20. I think, still think it's going to be a close game, but I just, I just, I'm just worried. I'm just, it's just as simple as I could put it. I don't know what else to say. I don't, I don't think Mike White is going to play a full game. This Jets offensive line has not looked good. There was a couple plays last week where CJ Uzama screaming at offensive linemen because they're missing blocks, they're missing plays. It just, whatever's going on the last few weeks hasn't really been great. And that's another question I had for you guys. If Alex, you want to give your score and prediction right now, we can do that. And then I have one more question for you afterwards. All right. My score will be 28. 28 14 Jets. I like that. Yeah, he's got he's got just he's got the sharp under. Yeah. <laughs> 44 and a half. I like that. All right. So we got you guys on the Jets. I'm on the Lions. All of us, I guess Alex and I, I don't know. I guess I have a close game. You guys kind of have more of a blowout. If we lose this game and Mike White plays the whole game. Is the Mike White experience over? Are we riding with Mike White to the bitter end? Do we go back to Zach Wilson at some point? Because if Mike White loses this game, he would have he's gone, he's got one win against the Chicago Bears who are tanking and three straight losses. And two. The Vikings, the Bills, and the Lions. On the road, on the road, and then at home versus the Lions. I mean all I hear about is that the Vikings are the most fraudulent good team of all time. That's all I hear about on Twitter. All I hear point to fair Twitter. To be, they have three losses. losses. That's all I hear about. I don't go. I don't go to Twitter necessarily for. for all I hear for, about is the for intelligence. But hey, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but I we go. Beat, when I, when we beat I, the Bills once already, though. Like the Bills are a beatable team. Like we beat the Bills already once this season. The Vikings are this fraudulent team, and the Detroit Lions are the Detroit Lions. But to be fair, to be fair, when we talk about the Vikings, like there were play calls that weren't necessarily designed proper or called, I should say, that not, not necessarily designed, but they weren't proper. I don't think the play calling was that great during the Vikings. Also, we look at Braxton Barrios. I look at Braxton Barrios. Mike White threw it right there for him to catch. He drops it. We need, we're to, stop. To, we need to stop with this featuring us in the red zone because we did it again last game, Alex. Like we didn't learn from that. That's what. That's the only thing that pisses me off. I get, uh, I I get it, but yeah, it's not working right now. So you gotta go. You gotta go in a different direction. Bro, we we have the best rookie wide receiver in the league. Just give it to him. We have Elijah Moore who's smiling. Oh, hey, hey, did I you hear that you. today in the press conferences? They said yeah, they asked the uh, coastal floor, uh, "What do you think about Elijah Moore lately?" He's like, "I love his smile." <laughs> like that's literally what he said. Like, like that—that's what's going on. A lot. Give him the damn ball, dude. So, with that, I look at that. I look at that game. I then look at the Bills game, where you could argue that 
CJ Mosley doesn't have a dumb play. Mike White goes out, doesn't go out for those two series. And you have Joe Flacco, once again, doing Joe Flacco things. It's a different game. So if he, I don't look at Mike White as being the issue. And I don't necessarily look at Zach Wilson truly solving any of the issues that we saw the last two games. I mean, if anything, you're closing out the playbook even more. And you're putting a lot of pressure on your run game and your defense to keep you in this thing. And would that have translated into wins? Maybe. Most likely not, in my opinion, because it wasn't that's that's not what it came down to. So except for the Bills. Bills was like some terrible defense. That's that that you if you're asking Zach Wilson to come in here and be the gunslinger to come win that game and that one because the defense was poor, I I don't see that one happening. So if let's say it all depends on how this play out. Let's say Mike White's in there. He's throwing a good game, right? He's throwing a good game, gets a two, three touchdowns, whatever. You know, the run game's working really well. Whatever. Zach Wilson has never done that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, true. these are all facts. And we saw three touchdowns from uh, Mike White earlier this year. So that's another story. But let's say Mike White's out there. He's playing well. Defense, no Q will, is just a complete disaster. Are you putting that on Mike White or are you putting it on the defense? And yeah, I would go back to defense. Mike White. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I go back to Mike White again. Like if he depends. If Mike, if Mike White's just doing three and outs and three and outs and three and outs, oh, then for no. Sure. But if Mike that, White's that's playing a good story, game, right? then yeah. But that's the different story. If we're watching no offense and they're just stalling and continuously stalling, when that wasn't really the case the last two weeks, you know, we look at that Vikings game. They're moving between the between the twenties. It's once you got to the red zone, they were not executing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, if, and that, if it and looks like, like if it looks like Zach Wilson even do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. If it's a Zach Wilson offense in the first half, then you might have to switch to Zach Wilson. Like if Mike White pulls out a Zach Wilson type offense in the first half, now I can see you talking. Like, all right. We have eight yards on uh, 16 <laughs> passes. Like, it's not working out right now. Like, three of them should have been picks. Like, like, okay, yeah. Then I could see, okay, maybe we should tw- switch Mike White out. Or if he can't complete his passes. Like, maybe the rib injury hurts more now than it did uh, 10 minutes after he got hit. I don't know how that's possible, but maybe that, that you know, it is. And he can't make those throws from the left hash all the we way to the need, outside. John. What we need is Mike White to come out here and give us a Jalen Brunson performance. This man was in a walking boot. Jalen Brunson was in a walking boot during the Christmas holiday party for the New York Knicks. Yep. Then next thing you know, this man comes out, drops 30, gets you seven assists. He has a, ga- he has a game. He-, he breaks ankles in overtime yeah. on Caruso. Yep. Caruso still out being – is probably like in, in some cell right now. Right? All right? Poor, Just like poor Elmer Fudd, bro. Poor Elmer Fudd. Or Elmer Fudd, indeed. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is that the article I wrote about uh, the Nick the Knicks defense for KnicksFanTV.com, my re- I have a reference in there saying how odd like a Tom Thibodeau team is it, it doesn't have a defense identity. It's as strange as Bugs Bunny being outsmarted by Elmer Fudd. How on mm-hmm. how, how on cue for yep. facing the Chicago Bulls? But I digress. So, yes, I would like Mike White to have that type of performance, but it all depends on how the game unfolds. Is it an offensive issue? Is it a defensive issue? Then we can start evaluating, saying, all right, if we, I mean, if we lose this game, Greg, and it's because of the defense, I'm still riding with Mike White just to say, you know, he just played two top teams. 
Let's see what he can do for the remainder of the season. Let's let's give this sure. let's give this legitimate quarterback controversy some some gas going into this offseason and let there be a QB competition. All right. Give Zach QB Wilson as much give Zach Wilson as yeah. much if you want to see Zach Wilson perform, let's see pressure pressure makes diamonds, right? So if he can come out this offseason and be like, hey, I can do this. By all means, let's see it. But I'm going. I'm still rolling with Mike White. <laughs> well, listen. Now that we're here, and we we mentioned, I gave the positive remarks about the press conference, but he talked about how he had to fall in love with football again. Like I don't know what made you what made you fall out of love and in, into love with football in these last two weeks, but that does not bode well. You're talking about QB controversy in the off season. We'll get to it in the off season. I like some. QBs in in the draft that I like in the fourth round uh, or third or fourth round plus, and I like Jordan Love out of out of Green Bay. So we'll talk, we'll talk about all that when, mm. when, it, when it when it's time to talk about all that. But I hope my hope right now, and I don't care if this is old old takes exposed all day. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it to the chest. I would love if Zach Wilson never plays another snap in the New York Jets. That would that would be great. That would mean that Mike White. Played fantastic. That would mean that we got another quarterback in here next year. That's not Zach Wilson. Mike White's good to go. We have another backup. We're developing other people. We trade Zach Wilson, and we just cut the losses, man. The number one thing we always talk about, especially as Jets fans, as Knicks fans, like as Yankee fans, as Mets fans, I don't know if it's for every other fan base like this, but like when we when we push our chips into into the middle. We don't care. We don't care if the player is bad. We don't care if he has an attitude. We don't care if he curses out the coach. He's going to stay. He's going to play. And he's going to go out the contract. Like the Yankees, like Aaron Boone will come out and tell us everything's okay until he's red in the face. Meanwhile, Chapman's so bad. Every day, pull him right back out. Like, because we're paying him. You know what I mean? Does not yeah. matter. Like, last year, Julius Randle, right? Like, does not matter. You're our guy. We're going to gonna play every game. Like, this year, it's RJ Barrett. Does not matter, dude. You can go 5 for 20 in the game, 45 minutes. Like, no problem you know what i mean and and the jets just didn't do it like daniel jones has played 50 games guys 50 and they still have no idea i will die laughing if the giants extend him to a big 50 games just cut bait dude just let it go <laughs> just let it go just just trade him just like don't cut him because like that's a crazy cap hit just just figure it out you know who's a i mean i mean give him to, I get give him to green i get Bay. i get I Send get... him to the cold, Alex. Send that kid to Green Bay. That would make me so happy. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is great. I'll be the next bit." That would make me so Ooh, happy Wilson? if we tra- if we traded Zach Wilson for Jordan Love. I would actually be the happiest person on earth. I, I, you you would not be able to find a happier person in the world than me. Might happen. Who knows? We'll see. We'll, we'll wait for the offseason when it when it comes around. But I think this is a good place uh, to end the show and the pod. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You all know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure you give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We will read it out loud. Also, we are partnered with Minute Media and FanSize. You can find this podcast on the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks. We also got that YouTube page. Nick's comma, Jets comma, ETC period, no one writes out, et cetera. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops and we watch a video. 
leave a comment, hit the like button. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. All right. So do you think the Jets will defeat the Detroit Lions this weekend? Do you think Mike Wilson, Mike Wilson, wow, Mike Wilson, Mike Wilson, new guy. He he did the whole Dragon Ball Z fusion, bro. They came <laughs> together as one. I don't know. We went but, this whole episode without even mentioning the GOAT, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's he is the GOAT. That's <laughs> it. And there, there you go. There's a mention of Garrett Wilson. Exactly. As the goat. Uh, will Mike White finish off the season? Will we see a return of Zach Wilson? Does Zach Wilson even deserve a second opportunity on the New York Jets? Or should he be sent to the tundra? That is Green Bay. Oh, my God. That would be so amazing. Or to the Giants or something. Oh, please. Make my Do you day. hate Zach Wilson? Dude, his – it's it, because I, I was trying to forgive his gameplay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But it, like, the, the seven interceptions in front of my face in two games also hurt, really hurts his stock. Like, that's tough for the Patriots. But, like, the comments on every post-game conference are just – have been ridiculous. And now – to, to tell me, and also the way the team is rallying around Mike White is giving me a little pause. Like, they're so excited. They're like, really, they're so really excited. It's, yeah. it's actually, it's, to be quite honest, and I'm with, I'm glad that you brought that up before we, we exited up. It is quite alarming. We need to bring that topic up back on the next Jets, the next Jets episode, because the amount of love Mike White is getting, it's, it's telling. It is un- I don't know of a backup QB that has gotten this much love and gotten this much support ever, ever. I I I can't I, I can't name anybody. I really don't know. He has to fall, Greg. He played eighteen games. He's the number two pick. He's telling me he has to fall in love with the football again while he was sitting in the rain in a hoodie for two weeks. That's when he fell in love. That's what it took, bro. Well, like, I guess, yeah, not not I a guess, great comment. I guess <laughs> every I, time, every time the guy goes up to a press conference, he makes me want to throw up. Every time he's in a high pressure situation versus a good team versus a division game, he makes me want to throw up. So what the hell? What, what, what am I supposed to do with this guy? Of course, this I quite, hate him. This is I quite the outro. This is quite the outro. But hold on, question for both <laughs> of you: Did Tony Romo and Dak Prescott get this much love from their respective teams? Tony Romo, hell yeah. I okay. was a big Tony Romo fan when he came when he was uh, when he was the backup. Okay, all right. So there we go. There's he's an underdog. By the way, he's holding the ball, bro. He was he was, he was, way, he was the holder, and then he messed that up. But he was the holder for a while. It was cool. Big time. By the <laughs> way, where did Mike White come from? Dallas. There. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Maybe we yeah. got something cooking here. I mean, I don't know. Let us well, know. Let us know in the comments. Let well, us know in the comments. <laughs> we'll have to do a deep dive. I think Nick Foles got a lot of love when he came in in Philadelphia. Ooh, that's, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Let us know in the comments. Who do you think? Yeah, that's, true. that's who, a good one. Who who got the most love as a backup QB and did some work in the NFL? Leave your Brady. comments down below. <laughs> nah, no one knew who that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Kidding, kidding, All right. <laughs> How dare you say his name? <laughs> but now with that, with that, with that nastiness being brought up here, and, I, and I'm saying, by the way, as a backup QB, like who got that much love before even getting a start? Cause it seems like he was getting a start and everyone's just really happy for him. Yeah, but anyway, alarming. yeah, that's very alarming, but, but continue on this. Make sure to check out the other podcasts on this show, <laughs> Winning Picks Weekly. All right, they're still it's under here. They're also part of One Minute Media. It's John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. It is NFL College Bowl season right now. Gotta go check it out. If you like putting money down the line, 
These guys. If you got like you pick them. <laughs> if you like yeah. pick them, come join us. <laughs> so make sure to go check them out, but make sure to bet responsibly. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you everyone for tuning for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We out. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Thank <laughs> you.